Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Brad Barrett is a managing director and partner at One Capital Management, an independent private wealth advisory firm. Brad is a certified financial planner who advises individuals and families on their investment and advanced planning needs. He also oversees the firm's retirement and corporate services practice. Well, Brad Swinehart, why don't you tell us more about Brad Barrett? And we have a, a little joke around White Glove here where there's Hawaii Brad and there's Detroit Brad. So <laughs> Hawaii Brad, thanks for joining us today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, man. So I am super excited to kind of get into today's content. And you run your own podcast. You've you, you do seminars with White Glove. You've been kind of a, an integral part in some of our testing phases and all all the, the sneaky behind the scenes things that, that White Glove has done. But to kind of take a step back, let's let's let everybody know who you are. I mean, you, you've run a very successful practice for 20 plus years now. And, and how did you build that? And how has that changed maybe in the last year or two? Yeah. So... Yeah, I've been advising clients nearly 20 years now. The firm, One Capital Management, was actually formed in 2001. It was formed by four of my partners, and I came in around 2010. And that kind of, I guess, in a way, formed some of the nucleus. And we were out seven or eight people at that point with some, some sub-advisors out there. And we, we grew from about half a billion or so at that point till today, we're nearly three billion. And in that time period, we've done some really great things. We've instituted everything client-focused was our, our main intention. We're independent you know, we really just want to be on the side, sitting kneecap to kneecap with our clients and essentially sit on their side of the table. And I know that comes across a lot of times as lip service to a lot of people, but the reality is we've always stressed that that is our main and one and only goal. And so we've done that. And this last year in particular has been a growth year for us. I mean, we've, COVID was interesting. I would say for any advisor out there who's, who's listening to this with regards to what their strategies are to not only talk with their clients, their current clients, but also look to seek further business to help advise others. And for us, we got into the world of podcasting, radio, webinars, seminars, largely to the help of you, Brad, and, and, and the team at White Glove. So it's been, it's been very successful and some stuff that I got to be honest with you, over 20 years doing this, I'm kind of one of those old cronies that thought I would never be uh, doing those type of mediums or, or platforms. And we have, and we've had some great success with it. Some, some, some failures here and there that I don't mind talking about because it's really good as growth. And we've also been able to really, I think more than anything, attract our current clients more and staying in touch with them more to what we are doing than even more so for growth of business, which we've had a large amount of. But I think the large power that came to our current clients and really focusing on them and making sure we're staying in touch with them and what a great way to do it when we couldn't see in person, right? So it was kind of a a great scenario. And we, we did the leap and I was basically at the forefront of it. The guys and I got together and we said, okay, who wants to do this? And they kind of put the finger at me and I said, all right, well, here I go. <laughs> so <laughs> reached out to you guys and that was that. So it's been, uh, it's been an interesting year and it's been fun. Well, let's kind of take some of those piece by piece and just see how you integrated those into your 
into your practice, what those results have been. And then really, yeah. I love hearing growing pains, right? Like what, what are some obstacles that you ran into that you overcame or that you ended up saying, Hey, let's, let's not do this anymore. One of the things that we, yeah. we had a lot of advisors struggle with in, in 2020 and even, even still now is they, they tested out some of the virtual stuff. And by tested out, I mean, they did it once with the cheapest vendor they could find. And when it didn't immediately take off, they gave up. And yeah. a lot of the message that I tell advisors is, Hey, look, you know, you've used a mailer before that didn't generate any seminar attendees. You stood in front of an audience at a seminar, given a poor presentation and didn't convert. You know, mm -hmm. you weren't great at those things at first either, but you have to, you have to add them into your marketing mix now because you have to add virtual in because there's so much of the population that is now comfortable doing that, that they're going to talk to someone virtually and it's either going to be you or it's going to be probably Brad Barrett because he's all over the place. Yeah. So, and I, I name drop you, so I hope that's okay. Well, look um, at that. Yeah. So let's talk about, well, what didn't work? What did you try right off the bat? And maybe you struggled yeah. with a little bit at, at first of, you know, so to. absolutely. So on that, you, you said a couple of things that were actually important to some of the failures that we had. And I tried to avoid those landmines and you guys were a large help in that. You, you kind of pointed to something that I told my partners when I first got into this early last year. So a year and a half ago, give or take. And I just basically laid to them was there's nothing worse than the unknown expert, right? And for those listening right now, myself, I was definitely in this camp. I'm like, I am so much better. I feel like I'm so much better than some of these guys that are got one or two years in the business, just out there looking good as influencers on these YouTube channels, talking about how to do a budget, right? And so I'm going, if we are that good at helping our clients stay away from the financial landmines and help them build a great portfolio, get their planning in order, truly let them articulate their own custom design when it comes to Roth planning or conversions or just overall retirement planning, any, any topic within that, there's nothing worse than the unknown expert. So that was to me, the impetus that kind of drove the design of kind of, I guess, essentially bringing us to the forefront as a firm, one capital management, right? As a firm to, to get out there and to be a part of the community, the virtual community that is really ever so present to your point, Brad, honestly. I mean, that's that's one of the main reasons why we did it. And I guess I'll say this, the biggest fear I had and the and the one downfall we had was I wanted to look, I wanted the program or what do you want to call it? I wanted to, it to look professional. I wanted to find the right people to do. I didn't want to look like I was doing it in some alley or something like that or, or my garage right? I wanted to look professional and well and good. And, and that was our biggest intent. So I probably spent four, five, six months researching it. And the same stuff that we advise our clients on, and I, I use the two Ds, discipline and discernment. Those are really important. Keep discipline to whatever you're going to do and don't give up on it. So when we laid this endeavor out as a firm, my partners, I sat down, we all agreed. And that's our nature in general. When we try something, we got to go all the way through. Find the right partners, partner to your weaknesses, right? And we did that. I have no background in anything to do with even as simple, Brad, as getting a microphone. That to me was like the biggest thing. You know what I mean? I don't know what these words are, what kind of bandwidth you need. I mean, this is all totally a foreign language to a finance geek like myself. And I think a lot of people out there are really like, where do I even start? And so that was the biggest thing that we did. So I, my, First failures were getting into some of these blogs. I don't even know if I call them blogs, I guess, just like these social media posts and these guys who can do podcast producing. And it really ended up being some 
$149 program that was some piecemeal thing and, and it just didn't work there. So I probably spent, I don't know, 500 to a thousand bucks and really more than that wasted my time on some of those things in the first couple of months, just trying to get my foot wet on what it is and who I can be contacting to, to this world. And so I think that my failure were probably, I burnt probably maybe three months and not that much money, thankfully, but enough time to kind of be like, I really need to find the right players, find the right partners. And that's what launched the, the, the search with other colleagues. That's a great resource, in my opinion, was, was colleagues that you respect and know and trust. And I found that with a, with a good friend of mine here, actually. And, and that was one of the things I reached out to him and said, hey, you know, what have you been doing? Because he's been very successful in radio and, and podcasting with his firm. And um, he was instrumental to helping me find the right players to be, to be involved with that. And, and White Glove, for you on the webinar side, was huge. And that reality really set in with regards to, hey, look, this endeavor, whether it's time and money, which is all important factor here, right? You have to continue doing it. And we've done that now with you guys for six months, and we're going to continue doing it. And we've had, we, Brad, you and I were just talking a little bit ago too, on one of the things that we did together, which was the one-on-ones, right? And yeah. I think that's a program that we're going to have to go through because I think it has a lot of success there. It just has to be sussed out a little bit, I think, in terms of who's coming in for information seeking, and because um, it's got great people coming in there, some of the some of the meetings I had were awesome, and they were just like the webinar meetings. And so there's just little tweaking we can do here and there. And so I think going through that, those are some of the little items in terms of. I guess what I'm saying is this: is I wouldn't necessarily go for what's accessible and right there in front of you as the right place to do it. Find the right people, spend the time, talk to multiple people and who the right players are. That's how I found White Glove. And that's why I've had such success with you, such success with you guys. Yeah, I think that's interesting too, because there's that fine line, right? There's, I feel advisors find themselves in, in two traps far too often. One is this, the shiny object syndrome, which I preach against all the time. And that's exactly what you were just talking about, right? Like find it, stick with it, go all the way through. And far too often advisors come to us, they try one event, right? And then they move on to something else, move on to something else. And six months later, they say, oh, actually, I, I got a great ROI on that seminar. I should probably look at that again, right? Right? Where that six months of time, they've just wasted by not keeping their funnel full with those those seminar leads, right? So there's there's the shiny object on one one hand where that's a, a pitfall that advisors find themselves in far too often, I think. And then on the other hand, there's the paralysis by analysis, right? Where you, <laughs> yes. you, you just, you, you search out there's, I mean, there's 600 options out there for um, financial advisor leads in a virtual environment, right? So you, you research them all and you're never going to get anywhere. You could spend all your researching and, and never moving a needle. So I think what you did was absolutely perfect, right? You found somebody that's seen success. You said, hey, what are you doing? And yeah. I think that networking of advisors is always, is always for us has always been very beneficial. We get, we get more out of talking to advisors and having them talk to each other than we would ever run in a white glove ad. You know, I agree. And I think a lot of advisors out there kind of think, I don't want to talk to that guy. He's a competitor or something like that, right? right. The reality is, if we really are in this business, and I, and I, and I believe this, if we're really in, really in this business to help clients who would otherwise not have the financial awareness to help their own family situation, then we're all on the same team. So you talk to another colleague, someone, again, you like, you trust. It's a really great way to say, hey, what's working for you? And a lot of times those who have not gotten into the endeavor of podcast or radio or webinar or some of this virtual items, 
the same conversation is probably being had. Like, oh, what's your what's your touches like? Are you emailing them? Are you sending out gifts? And we've all advisors have all had those conversations. This is just a new age of conversation when it comes to what are you doing to attract more clients and what are you doing to be in touch with your current clients more often. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. I love that. And I think if advisors stopped looking at each, it's a hyper-competitive field, totally. right? Nobody wants to be the same as the guy down the street and everyone wants to one-up each other. And, and that, you know, that's from advisor level, but that's also firm level and even some of the, the wirehouses and all that kind of stuff. There's just this messaging that, that we're better or they're not as good. And, and what if, to your point, what if the messaging was always consistent and as just, hey, if you're a professional, if, you're, if you want to retire, you should seek a professional help. You yeah. should see a professional. What if everybody just said that message instead of I'm better, they're worse? You know, the, how, yeah. how the industry could evolve to just a more expansive experience for every client and it would just be better for everyone. I, I agree. And I, I know I actually, I'll be honest with you, in the first couple of months of my podcast, I was getting flack from the producers kind of saying, hey, you're not doing too many of the CTAs for yourself, the call to actions. Because what you said, Brett, I was kind of like, hey, look, if it's not me, on my Make Your Money Matter podcast that I talk about for our firm, if it's not us, find someone that you can build trust in. That's literally what I say probably two or three times in a 25-minute show. The reality is, to your point, Brett, is that not only I would love to work with them because I do feel like we are best suited to help them with their needs if they are willing to come to the table themselves and say, hey, look, we need some help. Here's what we have going on. Because that's a for a lot of people, that's a tough thing to do. It's kind of like a, it's like a financial undressing. You go to a doctor's office or something like that. It's not comfortable, you know? And so right. I think it's important for clients to understand you want to find someone seasoned, experienced, who can really make you feel comfortable in that discovery meeting. But again, if it's not us, find someone that you can build trust in because the more all of us understand our own finances, the better we all are. And so I just think when you're, and this is why I love your podcast too, when you talk about helping other advisors really is a lot of it's a communication chain between advisors. And I was very fortunate with my, my great friend who helped me out because he opened up his entire book to let me know kind of what he was doing. And the best part about it too was, is he gave me the roadmap, but I put my own spin on it. You know, That's who I am and that's who he is. And those that I'll share it with in the future will say, here, here's what I've done. Here's what's been successful, but you put your own spin on it because you have your own identity as a firm and there's clients that are going to be attracted to that identity that may not be attracted to my identity or someone else's as a firm. And I think that's a healthy, very capitalistic, open environment, open market way to go about business. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, your friend is actually also your neighbor, correct? <laughs> he is. That happened to be uh, kind of a weird <laughs> scenario. <laughs> kind of a but, funny I mean, story there, but yeah. But that just shows how open you are. I mean, yeah. there's probably a lot of advisors listening today that would never walk across the street and tell yeah. their tell another advisor exactly what they're doing and what's, what's working well. I know. And you know what? It was actually, it was a great thing. So it was a family thing too. It wasn't like I was taking the trash cans out and saying, what's up, John? It was kind of more of a, <laughs> it was more of a, the wives got together and he and I knew each other and, and, and the, and the kids were, he's got four or five, he's got actually got his seventh on the way. It's awesome wow. for them, but he has four here. A couple of them are older and my kids, and they kind of just wanted to play together. And so the wives invited us over and we just started talking and that was that. And it was a really open and great conversation. It, 
I told my wife after, I'm like, he's someone that's great. I love having him in the industry, even though technically, if you want to look at it that way, he's a competitor. We all are competitors with each other. We don't work for the same firm, right? But it was such a great relationship that we all were just on the same page of helping clients. And that was the end of the end of the day. And that's any good yeah. advisor out there is that's what their job is to do and how to best get approached to that. And he helped me go through it. And if you look at my podcast today from where it was a year and a half ago, or the radio program, or even our webinars, you can see some definitely some touches that came from my colleague, but a lot of it's also myself as well. So and he fully aware of that and knows, and he's gotten it from other colleagues and he's very open about that. And so it's all about a sharing and a collaboration. So let's, let's kind of swing back to the marketing angle there. And you've added webinars into your, into your marketing mix. You know, you use white glove for that, but there's other services out there obviously as well that people can use, but how did that start? Was it just, you just knocked it out of the park to first, first go. You, yeah. you also mentioned that, Hey, we're going to keep doing these. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I first got in touch with you guys about it, we walked through and you guys had a really great, I will say this, your, I'll call it your, your program or kind of your list of steps was really great for someone, a novice or like really actually, frankly, <laughs> a completely inexperienced advisor doing webinars. Any seasoned advisor has done seminars before, but a seminar and a webinar are two very different things I came to find out. And you guys were great in that because the reality was I had to record something essentially for an hour. And I had the choice of doing it live as well, but the recording allowed me to do it multiple times a month, which is what I wanted to do. And going through the demographics of the areas I wanted to be in our certain area here in California was really important. And I knew some of the areas I liked. I had you guys you know, do some fact checking in regards. And so it was a really great relationship, I said, from, from that standpoint. And we did it twice a month, every two weeks. We picked the time, the day. So we kind of looked at some, and after the first month, we kind of looked at, okay, the 11 a.m. was hitting harder than the 1 p.m. Maybe it was the after lunch lulls or something like that, right? So we started the next month with 11 a.m.s and kind of kicked out the 1 p.m. So we did some fine tweaking. And in those first four, which is really over two months, I had set easily 12 or 13 meetings from 40 people who attended and I have my stats in front of me here. So I had 13 meetings. I had 42 people attend the webinar in the first two months. And of those 13, three signed as clients. And I still have the other, I guess, nine that I'm keeping in touch with who are actually following the Make Your Money Matter podcast. And so they're a good email drip system and I want them to keep in touch. And they were great conversations. It just wasn't the right timing, right? So right out of the gate, it was successful. Now, I wasn't totally expecting that. I'm not saying that's going to be for everybody, but I think... A lot of it had to do with once you get to that one-on-one, -on -one, it allows you, the advisor and myself, I realized that to be me. It was no different, even though it was over Zoom, it was no different than getting a referral from a CPA client of mine or an estate planning attorney uh, referral of mine, so to speak, that was referring a client over and having that first meeting in person. It was a discovery meeting. It was on Zoom and they had some relativity of who I was in our firm based on my webinar that they attended. They knew who I was. There was a little bit of personal information about me in the beginning, all of which you guys helped me design. And I think that was really a, it was a huge win for me to come in, into this world of virtual meetings and webinars to have some great success in it. I think that's interesting because the stats that you shared, if that was a seminar, might obviously would still be successful, but it would, might, someone might feel like, oh, I didn't do very well if they had 40 
households attend and they only got 13 meetings out of it, that might yeah. be a, a lower response for a seminar than what most advisors are, are used that's a to. Great, that's a great point. Seminars are very different and I've done seminars and I know you, those out there listening on the seminar side of things. I mean, you, if you're good at what you're doing, you're closing 80 to 90% of those seminar leads. The other ones are just there for a free dinner, right? So webinars is very different because they're sitting in their home. They have they could be doing five other things at the time they're listening to your webinar. When you have them in the seminar, you know they're in the room, you're feeding them, and they're not only feeding them food, you're literally feeding them your information, right? And you have them captivated in that room. And so I think it's just a much different environment. That's a great note to make sure it's like, that is actually, I looked at it and I looked at the stats on my other, my, my friends too. That's a great stat. You, you go and set 25 to 30% of your meetings of a of a one-on-one meeting after webinar is a great success rate. And then you kind of close somewhere between on the whole, anywhere between 10 to 15%. You got to look at that. Like you did that. I recorded that one time that took me maybe two hours to get an hour of recording. I kind of did some reworkings and things like that for two months of work. And I got three clients out of it. I mean, the ROI in terms of time and money is very well spent. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of how we, not to do any commercial here, but that's kind of how we built that program, right? Is to very early on, we, we realized that there is zero benefit of doing these things live other than the advisor feeling like they're more engaged. But as soon as you can record it and you can fix yeah. all of the, the issues and really watch it ahead of time to make sure that it is your, your best presentation, right? That you're not practicing in front of prospects. I always say, don't do that. But once you have that high quality, you know, like you said, you were looking for a high quality recording that will convert and then you play it as it's live and White Glove runs the interaction, right? The chat and the polls and the, the calendar pop-ups and all that kind of good stuff. But it's just interesting to think of all of that extra work that's put into it on, on our side, your recording, and then 10 to 15% of those people become clients where some advisors get bummed out about that, right? They say, oh man, that's that's low, but they're comparing apples and oranges at this point. And, and like you said, there's just such a time efficiency there. There is, and put it this way, I looked at that as for those four hours in those two months that the webinar was playing on a recording I had done the month prior, I was in other meetings, other new business meetings during the hour that I was having on my Calendly about, I would say of the 20 in the first session, I think six had got set. So I had six new meetings set in a meeting that I wasn't at and I was in a new business meeting. So you got to think about the time efficiency on that was incredible. And it should be, and I, I, I will say this, a webinar isn't just your, 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 your sole focus. It's, I think in the way we did it was, and I think we had great success in doing this, was we kind of cast it in light of also our radio program, the Make Your Money Matter radio mm-hmm. program that airs here in LA and the Make Your Money Matter podcast. So it was a one, two, three punch, if you will. Yeah, and that uh, that's something I've been stressing too is, you know, 2021 and beyond, it's not it's not going back to what worked in 2019. You, Yes, yeah. you're gonna add in some of those things that have worked, right? We just had our, our busiest month ever of booking seminars because people are just absolutely getting back into it and they're, they're booking out for the whole year. Yeah. But you can't, give up those efficiencies that we found in 2020. And the interesting thing is consumers don't want to give that up either because we're still seeing registrations. We'll we'll run a live event marketing for a live event in the area and it'll fill up and then we'll run a webinar one same in tandem right after. And that one will also fill up. 
So there are still your ideal prospect that is always going to want to meet virtually from here on out because they love the convenience of it. Yeah. And I've had a lot of my clients and for any advisor who's been advising for a decent amount of time who have like myself, who's been largely with my clients in person, I've never, ever really done anything related to Zoom virtual type meetings. A lot of my clients love it because they're not traveling to come see me or I'm not traveling to see them and they love the convenience of it. it it's huge. It really is. And the seminars are interesting per state, right? So I've done those and I'm looking to get back up with those as well. Is that you look at the COVID restrictions, things like that. It's who's opening up, who's allowing things, right. who wants to go. And I think you're seeing a lot more people like, no, we'd love to go. We want to find out more. I mean, shoot, just because we can't see someone doesn't mean our financial situation has changed or we don't have questions about it. In fact, I would say it gotten it had more impact this last year with people who were trying to understand what what their future held in terms of finances. Oh, the everything is just so crazy and up in the air. New new potential tax implications, stock markets going nuts, change in presidency, plus COVID, how that impacted every single walk of life, right? Yep. I don't I don't think there's ever been more consumer questions ever. No, know? and I think this is a great time for those listening. I mean, that's why I Interestingly enough, I started this endeavor, the thought process, I should say, around the endeavor of bringing a firm like ours of 20 years of doing business the old-fashioned way, the good old COI, the center of influences, right? Talking with estate planning attorneys, CPAs, having your, your center of influences that your referral partner network, right? That was our main bread and butter. I started thinking about the medium that we wanted to get into pre-COVID. I'm not saying we knew it was happening by any means, but it was a great fortunate timing for us to have some of the legwork done heading into a time period where we were shut out from a lot of things, you know? And so we ha I had a little bit of runway heading into it and it just kind of catapulted us into being able to be accessible to our current clients. It was a main focus for us, making sure that our clients heard from us, even though we couldn't necessarily see them or we shouldn't have or whatever, right? Even though we were totally open to doing that with our clients, we want to be respectful of all of them. I wanted them to hear me each week, which is the main impetus for the podcast. On the webinar, I wanted to know I was out in the community talking about my thing was taxes and retirement and how that how impactful that can be. And just know that we're actively working behind the scenes with them. In addition to all, all the other touches we do as advisors, right? Calling them, emailing them, different programs we do within our firm. But that virtual side of things is, is a huge thing. And with that, Brad, I'll say one thing as well. Within One Capital Management, we have a specific niche that we do for first responders. And what and I've been doing it with them for 15 years. My stepdad was actually battalion chief in the Los Angeles City Fire Department. So I got hooked up with the LAFD and LAPD years and years ago. And so we helped them with their retirement planning. And one of the podcasts I created about a year ago is called Pension Attention. And it focuses solely on first responders. And why I'm bringing that up right now was when it comes to the mediums I was talking about, radio, podcast, webinar, the niche environment has been by far the most impactful. So for any advisor who has a specific niche, I know some that work only with doctors, some with work with certain companies through their benefit programs that are solely focused, like 80, 90% of their practice is focused on a specific clientele. That has been a game changer, Brad. The Pension Tension Podcast has been awesome for my clients and both the fire department and police department to hear us each week, talk about specific information that pertains to them, but also very green topics like how to manage debt of any amount or financial planning in an uncertain world, or just some of the topics we talk about. They love that. And it's a huge thing. So I'd also say this, one of the things is go granular, go granular, because that was a big deal. You can cast this wide net on radio programs, been great. But when you go granular, huge success there. 
So what does your marketing mix look like going the rest of this year and then really, really planning 2022? Where is your, where is your focus going to be now that everything's back open and, and the table's wide open for 2022? A good question. I think we're going to, well, number one and two and three, I guess, will be radio program we have each week, every Saturday morning. The Make Your Money Matter podcast airs here in Ventura County, just north of LA. So that we're going to continue that each week. The Make Your Money Matter podcast, going to continue that each week, as well as the Pension Tension podcast, focusing on our first responders. So those three things are going to happen each week, and that's going to be a part of our future for a long, long while. We are going to continue with the webinars as well each month. We may add one to that. So instead of doing two, maybe three, we'll kind of talk about that in terms of scheduling, but kind of upping that a little bit, I think is a, is a great endeavor. Now that we are opening back up, I would like to talk to the group and, and get more involved in the seminars. Here in LA, it's an interesting mix. So we got to be mindful of that. So I think demograph and, and, and lo- location play a lot into that, but seminars is going to be a big focus of ours as well. And then we are actually in the early stages right now. In fact, I, I was in the office last week around this. We're setting up a studio. We're calling it, you know, Studio One. We're really creative here. One capital, right? <laughs> studio One. It's going to be basically taking our radio program, our podcast, into visual format. So YouTube channel and social media. So we're going to get a little bit more out there now that we have some of our chops underneath us with regards to the content and the format and the layout. Thanks to you guys and some of our producers. And I think we're going to go a little more virtual and get get me on screen and and get that kind of talked about in the community and, and with our clients. That's and, kind of our focus for the next year. And out of the two brads, you're definitely the one that should be on screen more. So I think that'll go well for you. I don't know, man. I, you know, my wife said, well, you do got a voice for radio. And I'm like, well, that's a backhanded compliment, but <laughs> I'll take it. I'll I love it. it. I love it. Well, hey, Brad, I mean, thank you so much for your time today. This is awesome. Let's, let's kind of wrap up with one thing. If, you're, if you mm-hmm. had one thing to say to the advisor you used to be, right? That guy that was focused on referrals, centers of influence, compared to where you're at now, what would be your advice for the advisor that is solely focused on that right now? Think bigger. I mean, I know that's a, a very corny or we've heard that all a lot in different formats, right? But think bigger. I mean, in our world, what we do, the best thing about being an advisor, we get to work with so many different types of clients. And in that, we talk about that all the time, different different experiences, different backgrounds, different job titles, just different things, right? But they also have different ways they want to be communicated to. In fact, one of the things we ask in our discovery meetings here at One Capital Management is how do you want... The very end of our discovery meeting, when we, when we engage the client, right? How do you want to be communicated to? We ask that. I ask that because I like to know, are they an email person? Are they a phone person? Things like that. So incorporating that. But if you think bigger in terms of understanding that there are people out there who do want to hear from you that you may think, oh, that's, that's, that's not me. That's, that's a different format. There's enough people out there and probably within your own client base that love that format. So if you think bigger in that regard, that's what I would tell myself a year and a half ago and, and before. And I'm glad I did all the traditional center of influences kind of thing. And I want to keep that. I still do. But if you think bigger, you can kind of have more on your plate to be able to work with. I love it. And thanks so much for there's so many little golden nuggets in here that we're going to have to go back and mine out of here. Patrice, this was an, an amazing episode. It was an absolutely, it was a quality discussion, really quality between Hawaiian Brad and Detroit Brad. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you got to do this again. Brad Barrett and your host, Brad Swinehart. Subscribe to Be Advised Leading with Value and receive alerts when new episodes are ready. Of course, comment, let us know your thoughts and share this podcast with friends and colleagues. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program. 
a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Thank you for listening to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of White Glove. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.